What is written in your heart shall be what proceeded out of the mouth of God. What is written in our hearts shall be what proceeded out of the mouth of God. Nothing else. Nothing else. We have only one rabbi. We only have one father. We have one Lord. We have one teacher, one instructor, which is Jesus Christ himself. No one else. So what should be written in our hearts is what proceeded out of mouth of God and nothing else. Nothing else. In Psalms 32, 8, it says, he will instruct you. He will guide you. He will be our counselor with his eyes upon us. So when you have received God, he will instruct you. He will teach you. He will guide us. Amen. No one else. You don't need anything else but God himself. He will instruct you. All we have to do is listen, have faith, and obey. So what should be written in our hearts should be is what proceeded out of the mouth of God. Nothing else should be above that. Nothing else should be above that. Anything that's written in our hearts that's not proceeded out of the mouth of God, we have to change, we have to change that today. Nothing else should come above that. We should do with things that we learn from God. God will instruct us. He will teach us. We do the things that we learn from God. Anything else? Anything else we need to check? We need to do a reality check. What is written in your heart? What is written in your heart. Because God says he will teach us. He will guide us. So anything else, if it didn't come from the word of God, if it didn't come from the Holy Scriptures, if it didn't come from the Bible, if, if it's not in the Bible, then there's some error. What is written in your heart? Do you have truth? What is written in your heart? You only have one instructor. You only have one teacher. You only have one rabbi, and that's Jesus Christ himself. So whoever's teaching you, and if not coming from the word of God, if it's not in the Holy Scriptures, then you need to check it. What should be written in your heart should be what proceeded out of the mouth of God. Oh, God, let me let your word be hidden in my heart so I will not sin against thee. I'm Trainos. And welcome to Truth and Knowledge. Let's talk about what is written in your heart. Welcome to another episode of Truth and Knowledge. I'm your host, Trey Knowles. Today we have a great episode. 
And today's topic is called what is written in your heart? What is written in your heart? Okay. What do you value most? What is written in your heart? What do you value? Let's get started. The Bible should never be altered or modified. We all agree with that, right? You should not change the Bible. You should not modify the Bible because it's the word of God. The Bible should never be altered or modified by the Constitution. Your Constitution should not alter or modify the Bible. And you're probably like, who does that? And what do you mean? Which means whatever you are governed by should not be contrary to the word of God. Shouldn't be the opposite of the word of God. So if you're governed by a constitution, it should not be the opposite of the word of God. If so, you have become an enemy to the word of God. If you love your constitution more than the word of God and whatever you're governed by and it is, if it's the opposite of the word of God, what you're doing, then you become an enemy to the word of God because you're following something that has nothing to do with God, right? Because it's not in God's will. Why do I say this? Because you should love, you should love not the constitution more than the word of God. You should love the word of God more than the Constitution, especially if your Constitution is contrary to the word of God. OK. So the Bible should never be altered or modified by the Constitution. What is written in your heart? We'll be right back with more. James 4, 4 says, you adulterous, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. You adulterous, disloyal sinners. Okay. So when you commit an adultery, it means you have cheated on your wife or your spouse, right? So if you're married to God and you're doing something else, on the side of your marriage, messing with something else that doesn't belong to you. It means you cheated. It means you adulterous. You adulterous, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. That means you don't belong to the world. Right? Do you know that being the world's friend that is loving the things of the world is being God's enemy? Right. So whatever you're doing that's contrary to the word of God, you become an enemy because whatever is contrary to the word of God means it's not part of God. It's the opposite of God. So whoever chooses to be friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You might say, I'm not. I love God. I, I know God. But when you love God and you know God, you follow his word. 
that God says, if you abide in me, I abide in you. Right? Man cannot live on bread alone, but but every word that proceeds out of mouth of God. What is written in your heart? What is written in your heart? Is your vow to God or the Republic? Is your vow to God or the Republic? The Republic is the, is the opinions of the world. Public opinion. Public legislation. The public constitution. Do you pledge allegiance to God or do you pledge allegiance to to America or to a flag on which it stands to the Republic? Do you pledge allegiance to God and not to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God? Now that sounds good, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This sounds good when a nation is living under God's word. If it's contrary to the word of God, then a nation cannot be under the word of God because it's the opposite of God. If it's contrary to the word of God, that means you have become an enemy to the word of God. Is your vow to God or the Republic? What is written in your heart? Understand. Understand. I understand. We can't control what people do. We can't control what people do. I understand that. Choices. We can't. We can't control people's choices and people's actions and the mistake of others. I understand that. But we can motivate. We can encourage. We don't encourage by uh, uh, becoming a stony block to sinners. We don't encourage them to sin. We encourage them to, to come to God. We encourage them to be, do better. The Republic becomes a stumbling block to the wicked. By accepting things into law, things into legislation, things into constitution law. The Republic becomes a stumbling block to the wicked by accepting things into law of the land that is contrary to the word of God. Now, how do they do that? Blesses the man who sits on on the uh, seat of the council that doesn't do wickedness. Okay. It's in, a, it's in a Bible. I think it's in uh, Psalms 1. Let me take a look, look here. In Psalms. Psalms 1 says, Blesses the man who does not walk 
in the counsel of the wicked. Who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Right. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. All right. He doesn't do the things for the wicked. Right. But if you are a congressman or you or a person that passes laws or, 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 or judge and say it's okay for these people to pass laws that are contrary to the word of God, then you're sitting in the counsel of the wicked. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. Most people are mocking because they feel like they can do whatever they want. This is the land of liberty. My constitutional right, they say. <laughs> if your constitution is contrary to the word of God, you have become an enemy to the word of God. What is written in your heart? We'll be right back with more. When judges get sworn in, they're given an oath to America. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Okay. Which is cool to defend the Constitution of the United States. But to defend something that is com uh, contrary to the word of God is another thing. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental res reservation or purpose of invasion, that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office which I'm about to enter. So help me God. All right. Now, if this was the opposite, right? As a Christian, you like, no, I want to defend the word of God, which is all good. So help me God. I want to defend the word of God. That's me as a Christian saying this. So help me God. Because I'm defending the word of God. Right? In this case, the judges are defending the Constitution and the laws of the land. But if your laws of the land is contrary to the word of God, and then you say, so help me God, something is wrong with that. Especially when you pass a law, force a law, or do something that you know that's contrary to the word of God. When judges go and marry same-sex couples, is that right? That is contrary to the word of God. This is what Psalms is talking about in one one. the counsel 
who sits in office for the wicked. The council that sits in office for the wicked become a stomach block to the wicked. David did not say for nothing. David did not say for nothing in Psalms 119.11. I have hidden your word in my heart, O Lord, that I may not sin against you. He didn't say that for nothing. Lord, let that word be hidden in your, my heart so I will not sin against thee. He didn't say that for nothing. And Jesus did not tell us this for nothing. He didn't tell us this for nothing. If you love me, keep my commandments. He didn't say that for nothing. God never says nothing for nothing. Jesus tells us, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. So if you ain't keeping my commandments and you say you love me, then you what? Adulterous. If someone claims I know God, someone claims that they know God, but does not obey God's commandments, that person is a liar. You are a liar. I know God. Do you know God or do you know of him? I know him. If you know him, you know his character. If someone claims I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. So you're not living in the truth. If you doing whatever is contrary to the word of God, that's opposite to the word of God, you're not living in the truth. First John 2, 4. So does this mean America is considered a false prophet nation? I'll say it one more time. So does this mean America is considered a false prophet nation? I will let you decide that yourself. We'll be right back with more. What is written in your heart? Truth and knowledge. The word says in 1 John 2.15, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love for 